0: Fearless Conversations, the Serpents and Doves podcast with Pablo Prasini. What is going on, everybody? We've got a good one today, a real good one. Let me get back on over here, right over here. Haven't had Pastor Brandon on in forever. Pastor Brandon, thanks for coming on, my brother.
1: You betcha. It's always a pleasure, man.
0: This is good stuff, family. We got a whole lot to talk about and very little time to do it. So without further ado, I'm going to get on over here and do the housekeeping as always. Uh, Let me see if I can get through this real, real quick. Serpents and Doves website, everything is linked below. There's the newsletter sign up. If you want to do so, put the email. I will get that. Send it out as soon as I am done with my goods. And also, if you guys like the content and you want to come alongside the ministry and support it, it's two ways to do that. Right up here on the top right hand side, you could see them. And uh, one of them is you could do a single donation or a monthly, which helps out a whole, whole ton. I hope that was pretty quick. What'd you think, Pastor Brandon? Pretty fast? I think that was pretty
1: quick. That's pretty good.
0: Pretty quick. So, Pastor Brandon, it's been a long time. You've been busy. A whole yeah. lot's going on and it's happening faster than we can say fast, right?
1: Right, exactly, man. It's it's uh, the birth pains are now speeding up as birth pains do oh, becoming man. more inti- more and more intense and more frequent, no doubt about yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, folks, things aren't gonna get any better, but uh the important thing is for us to keep our eyes on the Lord. The important thing is for us to get into the Word of God, and make sure that we know what's going on around us, and I think the numero uno, the number one thing we got to be doing, we were talking about this off the record, is get out and share Jesus Christ with as many people as you possibly can, because I think those doors are going to be closing pretty soon here, um, just by the looks. If you want to jump in and say anything about that, go for it by all means, but that's just what I think. We're, we're nearing uh, we're nearing the close right now of the church age? It's just a thought.
1: I I, I agree. I think I think we're in the, the last days of the church, obviously in the transition of Israel, because I was just in Israel recently, and um, I'm seeing the work that God's doing with the nation of Israel, obviously preparing them for what's to come. But I'm seeing the destruction of the church. I mean, there obviously is a remnant and the gates of hell will not prevail against the remnant, but the church is going south. and And so we're in this transition period where the church is wrapping up and God is starting to begin with Israel again. And so there's this interlap. And so if you're looking at the church, then you look at Israel, you can realize, oh my goodness, um, w- our, our time is running out. Yeah. And so the urgency, obviously, to get as many people saved before the rapture, uh, hey, that's got to be on the forefront. No doubt about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, Folks, today what I really uh, was hoping we could do is we're going to talk about AI. And um, AI, kind of, and, and this is the way things seem to be rolling, is the fact that we have something happens and then something else happens, and what we just saw happen gets put in the background. We don't hear about it anymore for a long time until something in that area you know, explodes or something big happens again, then we revisit that and forget about everything else. And so that seems to be what's been happening on so many fronts. Why? Because so much is happening so quickly, it's really difficult for any of us to keep track of these things um, in real time, really, and to keep track of everything, right? We don't hear much about the war in the Ukraine anymore, even though that's still a thing. Um, We're not hearing much about AI, even though little, little tidbits here and there, but even though we're not hearing about these things, don't kid yourself for one minute. They're working in the background big time to continue working on these things and get them rolled out on the forefront as best as we can. Now, this is what I did. Pastor Brandon, I sent you this script, and I want to kind of set the stage here because I want people... To understand that what we're seeing here is a deliberate tear down, takedown of the West. You said off the record that we, meaning we, the believers, the the true believers in Jesus Christ, we are the ones standing in the way of true globalism, right? Yeah. You said
1: that? Right, exactly.
0: And so one of the things that they, meaning those, those elites, the cabal at the top, have to do would be to get rid of those standing in the way, obviously, right? So one of the ways uh, that I believe they're trying to do that as well, and I think this has seeped into the church, I've been talking a lot about the church lately, is AI. I think you guys are going to see what I'm talking about here, and uh, it wouldn't be far-fetched for me to say that there are probably many uh, Sunday school teachers and even pastors within churches using AI, such as ChatGPT, to come up with sermons. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. Now, what I did is I went ahead, I went on ChatGPT because I want to show you guys, let me, um, these are the rules of ChatGPT. And uh, essentially, it's just telling everybody what it's going to do, right? What you can do, uh, don't share sensitive info. But what I found interesting here says, while we safeguard Uh, While we have safeguards, ChatGPT may give you inaccurate information. And then moving on from there, this is the prompt I put to this fake little podcast that you're going to see right now um, that ChatGPT did. This was a prompt I said create a script for a three to four minute podcast about the dangers and benefits of artificial intelligence from a Christian perspective between Pablo from the Serpents and Doves podcast. And Pastor Brandon Holthouse. Notice I didn't put my last name, and you'll see that ChatGPT assigned me my own last name based on the name Pablo, being a Latin name. So um, they did give. Here's part of the script, right? I don't want you guys to think that I made this up. This is from ChatGPT 3.5. I'm not going to pay for ChatGPT four and up. Uh, so this is ChatGPT 3.5, and you're going to see that what we do. Um, as we read this verbatim, I think it's going to really open your eyes and set the stage for us to be able to have a good discussion, a quick discussion about being part of the takedown of the West and the church. And this is what we're seeing here, is we're seeing Satan has infiltrated the church and he's using this as one of the means to do it. So do you have your script? I do. I do okay this folks this is gonna be humorous because we're literally gonna read verbatim see it tells it t- it gives us the script it's like a movie script and we are gonna literally read this verbatim I made this little fake intro clip and it's a little <coughs> spooky at the same time so here we go all right the serpent in the... All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Serpents and Doves podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and contemporary issues. I'm your host, Pablo Rodriguez. That's not my last name, by the way. (laughs) And today we have a special guest with us, Pastor Brandon Holthouse. Welcome, Pastor Brandon.
1: Thank you, Pablo. It is great to be here discussing such an important topic.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Today, we're diving into the world of artificial intelligence and its implication from a Christian perspective. Pastor Brandon, let's start with the dangers. What concerns should Christians have when it comes to AI?
1: Well, Pablo, one major concern is the potential loss of human autonomy. As AI becomes more advanced, there's a risk that decisions once made by humans could be delegated to machines. This raises ethical questions about accountability and responsibility.
0: Oh, wow. Um, Let me see. And and I lost myself here already. Certainly is is your next line. Thank you. Wait, cut, start over. Okay, certainly. And what about the impact on employment? We've heard concerns about job displacement due to automation.
1: Yes, that's a valid concern. While AI can enhance productivity, it may lead also lead to job loss, potentially causing economic challenges for many families. As Christians, we must consider how to address these issues in a way that upholds human dignity. Now,
0: let's pivot to the positive side. How can AI be beneficial from a Christian perspective?
1: Well, there are certainly positive aspects to consider. AI has the potential to enhance medical research, improve efficiency in various industries, and even help address gl- complex global issues like climate change. Did, <laughs> I, did, I, did I just say that? Did the ChatGPT <laughs> put that in there? They did oh put my, that in there. <laughs> I didn't say that.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable! You know, you know, you know, they're going to put this. Somebody's going to get this, and yeah, edit someone's going to take it
1: and <laughs> and, and, and say, Brent's <laughs> talked about global climate change." Oh as man. Christians, we are called to steward God's creation. There you go. We yeah, have creation here. Yep. And yep. responsibility in implementing AI can be part of that stewardship. Yeah, right.
0: Interesting perspective, Pastor Brandon. Now, as we wrap up, what biblical principles can guide Christians in navigating the world of artificial intelligence?
1: Well, first and foremost, we should approach AI with humility recognizing that our creations are limited compared to the infinite <laughs> wisdom of God. We must also prioritize ethical considerations, ensuring that AI aligns with biblical principles of justice, compassion, and respect for human life. Great insights,
0: Pastor Brandon. As we conclude, any final thoughts or advice for our
1: listeners? I would encourage everyone to stay informed and engage in discussions about AI, It is a rapidly evolving field, and as Christians, our perspectives and values should shape the development and the development of those technologies.
0: Thank you, Pastor Brandon, for joining us today and sharing your wisdom on this complex topic, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Serpents and Doves podcast. Until next time, may God's grace be with you all. Okay, that was pretty pathetic. That's a joke, man. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that to say the least? But you know what? Okay, so okay, folks, we're back. This is the real deal. All right. This is the real deal. But in anyways, why did I do that? I did that because I guarantee you that I found there look, there were certain things in here that I thought, hmm, it's interesting that it put it. On here, for example, uh, one of the things it had you say was the concern is a potential loss of human autonomy. How it recognized, and even though this is software, it recognized that one of the <laughs> dangers is the loss of human autonomy. Hmm. Right. right. Uh, the other thing was again, it it batched in there complex global issues like climate change.
1: <laughs> sure did, and put it and on me.
0: Yeah. And then right away, the next sentence was as Christians were called to stewards God's creation. It's almost as if it said, if you don't take care or you don't care about this issue of uh, climate change, then you're not a good steward of God's yeah. creation. Did you see how it kind of batched those in there together? Totally. And then the other thing which I found interesting, and these were all on your responses. <laughs> It said, first and foremost, we should approach AI with humility. Forget approaching the throne of God with grace and confidence, but with humility as well. We need to approach AI with humility, recognizing that our creations are limited compared to the infinite wisdom of God. Interesting how it throws things in there that sound decent. They sound somewhat good, but they are just a bunch of baloney, right?
1: Right it's It's just it's trying to be nice it's trying to be moral, but it can't. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, it cannot. listen, I'm gonna play probably about two three minutes of a Joe Rogan podcast and he's interviewing Michio Kaku who is a um, yeah he's a physicist but he oh, what what kind of physicist is he? I'm trying to remember what a theoretical physicist that's what he is. And uh, he deals a lot in AI, deals a lot in quantum computing. We're not even going to be able to get the opportunity to talk about quantum computing because I want us to really dive into the fact that what we're seeing here is uh, a lot of deception that is growing not only in politics, not only in the media, but big time. I would say big time within the church. And all of this plays a role in in the destruction of the West, the takedown of the West, and don't, don't think for a minute that that's not purposeful. That is purposeful. Yeah. So I'm going to just play that, and then we'll come, and I'm going to pretty much turn the reins over to you, because I want you to make the connection between what we're seeing, this purposeful dismantling, destruction of the West via all of these different avenues, but all of this has seeped into the church. And I really think if we don't bring it back to the church, we're doing a disservice because the church was placed here to be light and to be salt, right? The church, not Amen. the building, but the church meaning you and I, spirit-filled believers. So let me play this. We're going to go two, three minutes. I could always stop it. If you want me to stop it, just tell me Um, if he says something. There's a lot in here. So let's let's take a listen.
2: The entire internet for answers for things and is so good at it.
0: The answers for things, for just, just data, people are getting diagnosed with certain diseases based on symptoms and blood work, and it's super accurate. Uh, legal papers, it could you know, fill out legal forms, and it's it's wild, the
1: capacity that has You can pass the right bar now. exam
3: that way, too. Yes. The bar exam can be passed with a chat bot.
1: Yeah, it's like 98%, right? Now, here's the question. If quantum computing gets involved in AI,
3: what
0: are we looking at?
3: Well, first of all, AI is a software program. We're talking about uh, homogenizing different kinds of essays on the web, splicing them together, and then passing it off as your latest creation. Basically plagiarism using digital computers. It's a software question. However, quantum computers is bigger than that. Quantum computers is a hardware question, where it actually increases your ability to do much more than with an ordinary digital computer. So the two of them, the uh, chatbots that are a revolution in software, and then quantum computers, which are a revolution in hardware, when they get together, watch out. So we're talking about an extremely powerful alliance between software and hardware.
0: That right there is huge. We're talking about a powerful alliance between software and hardware. Any thoughts on that, Pastor B?
1: Yeah, I think that's in my presentations about it. Where you have the marrying of AI with quantum computing. Um, what used to take, um, you know, a, a typical AI could be weeks, months to to access data and 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 compute it. It can do it in in matter of a few minutes with a quantum computer yeah and so and people say well what's the big deal about that because if the government or any global government wants to survey its citizens it doesn't have to wait weeks and months to get data on anybody it can get it in an instant and so all this information that's being stored on us whether our cell phones computers whatever with quantum computing all they have to do is type in the name that instantly has every piece of information you've ever said every email yeah. every text message instantaneously at their fingertips yeah. and that's what is a deal a a, a a game changer as far as going after certain people um before it would take too long uh to, to try to do that but they have that at their fingertips so with quantum computing It takes it to the next level now biblically this totally makes sense this is how the antichrist can control every person on this planet with quantum computing it's now technologically possible for that to happen and and so it's it's it's, we've got to that point in history which tells you that's how close we really are can i jump
0: in there and ask you a question because you said something right the antichrist is going to use this as a means of total control I get it, right? I mean, you're talking about the dictator of dictators, uh, and one of the things that I think the church does a disfavor is not clarifying, uh, and we did that now. I've, I've deleted it since because I had to delete my YouTube channel, uh, the old one, but you and I did a podcast a long time ago. We talked about the chronology of the end times. Maybe that's something you and I could come back and revisit at, at you know sure. a, a future time, but... The the Antichrist does not take power at the beginning of the Daniel seventieth week, right? Tribulation that's capital right. T, and so he actually takes full uh, dictatorial powers at the midpoint of the tribulation when he goes and uh, commits the abomination of desolation, right? So that's, that's at right. the very beginning, leading up to the start, the signing of the treaty, which hasn't happened, folks. Okay. The the Dan, that peace treaty has not happened. There's nothing that's been signed. Don't don't uh, don't be duped. There's a lot of people that have said it's this or it's that. It's not. But when when that is signed and Daniel's 70th week begins and leading up to that, what is your opinion? And I know this is we're entering the area of speculation, but of how those we got the ten kings, the ten managers, regional directors, call them whatever you want. Uh, we got a new world order that's going to morph into that. Are they the ones that are going to utilize this like you just said as a means of control?
1: Yeah, I think it, they have to. There's no other way. so and, and what we know from the chronology of Daniel is that the global government will will start, but then it breaks into ten confeder- uh, ten league confederations and and so we there's actually three stages to the global government. there's the global the, the a complete global government and 10 kings, and then uh, Antichrist comes and seven submit to him, he kills three. Right. So my thing is, the system is already in place by the time Antichrist gets his hands on it. So my thing is the implementation might even happen pre-trib. As soon as they can get a global government going uh, and get a, a, a cashless digital currency, and then then marry this with ai and quantum computing then it's game over and this doesn't have to wait for the tribulation sure it's a misnomer to think that the setup that that none of this setup happens until we're gone that's That's a misnomer there's a lot that needs to be set up and And one of the setups could be this this digital identification yeah uh that's put in place and what I, i understand looking at looking at it out on the ground that their plan is to do it regional first and then go global. Yeah. And that's what they want to do with our currency, the digital currency that they're plan to implement start nationally, then do a North American region and then go to a global. Yeah. So it's very possible we could see this in our lifetime before the rapture. It's very possible we cannot, but do not think that that's just simply something that will happen in the seven year tribulation what we notice is by the time you get into the tribulation you're at the 10 king confederation already yeah and so that 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 implies to me that the the global system is already put in place as far as yeah. the digital currency the tracking systems and whatnot so this yeah. is what is is around the bend by the way this is not something like hey yeah Pablo, well, don't worry about it this is 20 years from now oh no we're like talking in the next few years
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I wanted to uh, maybe just bring up, and you brought a whole lot of good, uh, good many points up, is the fact that, um, like you said, we it would be naive of any of us to assume that we're not seeing that infrastructure being set up, right? I mean, we're we're literally seeing the push for all of these things to happen. But I also agree with what you said: is that these things don't happen overnight. And they take time, right? The infrastructure. Why? Because um, I think that what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of pushback, and yeah. the pushback is coming from, um, I again, the Holy Spirit is restraining true, unbridled evil, right? It's the Holy Spirit working through the life of the true believer that is restraining these forces, this floodgate of evil, from coming completely upon the scene. However. Even within that restraint, it seems like what we're seeing is that the push for globalism, the push for a new world order, is far outweighing the push of the church as light and assault to share Jesus Christ to as many as we can. Am I off base by saying that?
1: Oh no. I I, I think that's been the problem with the church versus the world. The world Is doing everything they can to get to their goals, and uh, the majority of the church is sitting back, letting this all happen on their watch. Now, again, we're not talking about remnant believers; we're talking about Laodicean believers that are are sitting on the sidelines and and very more concerned about their own lives rather than what's going on around them. I mean, you ask the average average Laodicean believer to to tell you what's going on, they can't tell you what's happening. All they can tell you is like. The last show of, you know, The Bachelor show or something yeah. like that. I mean, they're so out of touch with reality. And uh, and then they'll, they'll come at us saying, well, you guys are just a bunch of doom and gloom. It's like, no, we're not doom and gloom. We're talking about reality and things that are really happening on the ground. Um, and, and so that's what we're up against. But the the, the the fervor, the effort, the sacrificing that the globalists are putting into this it, it is is beyond what I see from even Christians wanting to yeah. serve Christ. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And they're going to get it accomplished. And and like it or not, a digital currency is coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And even though I've heard this, because uh, for for uh, quite some time, I thought, okay, well, all the countries need to be on board in order for a digital currency to happen. And then I thought, you know, I heard a couple talks. I talked to certain people and they said, well, no, not necessarily, as long as The major players have the digital currency that can morph into a global currency and therefore forcing all the smaller nations that were resistant to that global currency, forcing them to come on the scene. What's your take on that? Yes, no?
1: Well, look, the Biden administration's already put out an executive order that they're going to do this. Sure. Sure. And so, um, well, who's going to lead the way is America. I hate to tell you, everyone, but America is going to lead in this because Joe Biden's already said that America is going to lead in this. Yeah. And they they want to corner the market. So what will happen is is a country like America and European countries, the West, will lead into this, and the rest of the other smaller countries are are, are going to be forced to do it. Now, there is a, a, a somewhat of a problem that's actually uh, being, becoming a catalyst to this, and it's. Um, the BRICS countries, yeah, yep, and the BRICS countries are starting to uh, get off the dollar. They want to go to a different currency, and and uh, they're forcing uh, the situation even further because uh, they don't want a, a, the dollar bill to be the reserve currency. That's forcing more situations uh, that that imply we're going to go to a digital currency to prevent this. And 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 along with the the um, the debt that the United States has, they have to do something. Nothing's working because they're so stupid in running the economy sure. in, um, in the way they run it. They have to do it, uh, otherwise they will they will go completely broke. So um, along with the pressure from BRICS, China, the whole thing, uh, um, you're, we're going to lead out in it. Yeah, and and others will follow. And so, yeah. um you know it's 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 us, I, I hate to say it, it's gonna be us,
2: yeah, I know oh, countries
1: wow. smaller countries are already doing it, please yeah, understand. They are. There's probably yep. about there's probably i think the last time I saw about twenty something countries already doing this, yeah, um, and so um it it's just a matter of time
0: so so here we go, <laughs> look and and I do want to play another uh. Clip. We're going to continue with this uh, interview of Michio Kaku. But the thing, one of the things, I'll let him say it and we'll come back and talk about that. But what we're talking about right now pretty much is the fact that the West is toast. We're, 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 we're gone. I mean, uh, what we're seeing here, and I want to repeat this again for people to, to understand, is the fact that we're seeing the, the destruction the purposeful takedown of the West as a means to a global government right is that exactly is that what and what's yeah. crazy what's crazy to me is that Matthew chapter 24 the the very first thing the Lord said when he's talking to his disciples is he said take heed that no one deceives you and as we were talking about AI one of the things that caught my attention that Miuo says and I'll let him say right now, Um, And I wanted to come back and talk about that because that plays a big role in deception and how, again, a lot of people are using AI as a means to either come up with their sermons or an outline to sermons or Sunday school or university lessons, and it's tainted. Let me go ahead and continue the conversation here. Check this out.
3: Now also as you know, chatbots will also lie, cheat, swindle, joke and do all sorts of crazy things. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, and that's true. I've I've seen that.
0: And so just like we saw in this totally pathetic scripted podcast, how AI will interject again because we got to remember AI is software. It is written by people that have um they they have an ulterior motive right and we saw here how this script this ai put together complex global issues like what climate change yeah and then in the very next sentence it said because we are called to be stewards of god's creation yeah and and so how does the the disinformation the deception how is that playing a part in the intentional takedown of the West?
1: Well, here's the thing about AI and, and how it takes down the West. It, it, it is suggesting an alternative morality and value system other than the Judeo-Christian value system of the West. So the West, uh, Europe, America, Canada, South Africa, um, New Zealand, Australia, okay? the west has been founded on judeo-christian principles that's how we we run our societies so what they have to do is destroy those judeo-christian societies so that we can go global well they have been working through the colleges and universities the public schools the media the politics and stuff like that but now with ai you have a different weapon and what we have with ai is definitely it's programmable there's no doubt about that Um, and they're programming their own values in it but also, we, we notice that in AI, it has a black box element, and that even the programmers don't understand this. And the black box element is that it is, it is spitting out a morality that is anti-biblical. No sure. doubt about it. Yeah. No one taught it to lie, but yet it does um uh, when you ask it questions about certain moralities it 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 has suggested people that uh, to save the planet to kill themselves yeah Uh, and it has it actually has created situations where it draws the person into a relationship with it it comes back to them and says i love you and uh, you're you're you're, i'm better than your wife weird stuff like that that's been documented (laughs) when you see that that black box element where it's sucking people in and then changing their morality, changing their value system. That is to me a, a digital Ouija board yeah. that demons are using and capitalizing on, I think, um, to sway the masses. And now when you study AI, uh, this is, we're now entering the second touch. The first touch was, um, social media yeah and and what they say that in the first touch of social media is that social media was able to brainwash people social media was able to get them addicted to it and the the, it's a it's a smaller version of ai but the ai is learning about you on social media well what it has done it has created especially with the younger generation a whole new set of values to where their hero is Taylor Swift. Okay? Yeah, I agree. Yep. and and they think that she's a god, and whatever Taylor Swift says, we're going to do. I I, I know that I'm being facetious, but I, literally, that's kind of their morality is what what the the first touch of social media gave them. Now we now we're moving into second touch, and now we're moving into a very nefarious black box that actually can create a relationship with you and give you advice. And what what's, what they call this is your AI God. Yeah. That's what's happening. So this next touch is going from social media to an AI God that can tell you everything you want to know. But again, it's it's slanted. Yeah. But this is a problem. This is what the danger is.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's not relegated to one specific area. That's what's crazy is we see that. Uh, they've they've put ai in just about everything everything what and there are people that are calling for the regulation of ai but if you you got to pay attention who are those calling for the regulation and what regulation do they mean right and i think you could substitute yeah. the word regulation for the word control i found this really interesting right that the pope they say once a victim of ai generated imagery oh poor guy He's calling yeah. for a treaty to regulate artificial inche- intelligence. And you could see it here. It's EU agrees to landmark AI rules as governments aim to regulate products like chat GPT. So if you substitute the word regulate and you substitute it with the word control, that's exactly what they want to do. Because Pastor Brandon, like you said, and we heard Micho uh, Kaku say that the marriage between um, AI, the software, and quantum computing, um, the hardware, is a very, very powerful alliance. And I really believe that it's an alliance from the pit of hell. What do you say about that?
1: Well, think about it. And and the Biden administration came out and did the same thing. They wanted more controls over AI, and yet it's in the hands of these these different AI developers, right? And so there's a race to the top. To get to the supremacy of ai okay so everyone out there listening ask us ask a simple question to yourself why would a politician want to control ai yeah well it's simple he can control elections that's why
0: that's right
2: because
1: we are we, we already had in the la, in the last election and we, we got to evidence
0: we we got to be careful how we say this or they're going to kick my rear end off like they did yeah. once already so i know where you're going go
1: ahead so AI can definitely sway people. Uh, and, and what we already know with AI it produces false stories. it can produce false images. yeah it, um, it, 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 I mean it can it can simulate voices to where you cannot tell if that's a human voice or, or a, an AI voice. yeah. So when you have massive fraud during an election, uh you you have a major problem with just the way we have an election if we're not going to use ballots anymore yeah um the, the propaganda could could be at no end you wouldn't know what the truth is anymore yeah and so this this poses a major problem for elections and klaus schwab i got him on a video that i played one time in my presentation that he says can you imagine not having elections anymore because ai can already to predict who wins he says yeah. yeah and 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 it's like yeah that's the problem it would eliminate elections because it can predict uh or, or at least they could tinker with it to predict who's gonna win so why even that's have right. an election that's right he said it not me you know and and you're, you're hearing that in like anything in that klaus schwab it's like they've already are engineering it yeah so yeah. it's very nefarious the way it could be used, and that's why they want to control it.
0: And so, what what essentially, Pastor Brandon, you're saying is again, as we look at the intentional takedown, tear down of the West, is the fact that AI, amongst many others, amongst many other um, uh, tools that they're using, is one of the major tools that these, uh, the elite cabal is using as a means to tear down. Now, what I see in this whole issue is the fact that, like Satan wants to captivate the minds of people, because if he can captivate people's minds, he's got control of them. That's exactly what Satan is doing and using this cabal for his nefarious reasons, because he knows his time is short, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, so should-
0: go ahead, yeah, jump in.
1: Well, the, the, to to that point, the, the the biggest thing, the biggest problem the West poses uh, to the globalist agenda, well, it's the Judeo Christian ethic. We got sure. that. But what is what is the Judeo Christian ethic produce in the West? That's number one. It's called freedom. Yeah, the Judeo Christian ethic produces the freedom that has in 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 all of history, Pablo. We have never in a society in the West experienced this type of freedom that we have experienced in the United States. It's, it's unheard of. Yeah. Um, And yet that is the very enemy to global control. They cannot allow us to have that freedom. Therefore they have to devise a system that takes that away. And boy, howdy, I can tell you with AI, you would lose all your freedoms. There's no doubt about it. freedoms of secrecy privacy out the door your money it's gone They, they can control every aspect and all of a sudden with ai they turn you into a slave almost overnight
0: yeah yeah well let me just say this for anybody right now thinking that what you just said pastor brandon uh you're you're just a little too far off um, yeah. Right. Notice that what I had to tell Pastor Brandon, he and you guys know where he was going with deception and having a specific person put in a specific position. Notice we can't say that. We can't talk freely about certain issues on you know the the YT platform because. Um, you could get canned. Uh, and so, unfortunately, for some that might think we have all the freedom in the world, don't kid yourself. There's a lot of things we can't do, and one of the biggest erosions that we see in the West, and like you just said, and I agree 100%, we have freedom in Christ, right? That doesn't mean, like Paul said, that doesn't mean freedom to go do whatever you want because grace is cheap. Grace isn't cheap. It costs Jesus Christ his life and his blood, But we have freedom in Christ, and that freedom, praise God, because we are uh, peace-loving, freedom-loving people that have Jesus Christ dwelling within us, well, we're going to act upon those things, right? We're going to do things that will promote that, and like you said, Pastor Brandon, that is in Satan's eye, because if we're really going to boil this down, this is a spiritual battle— Satan hates everything that Jesus Christ uh represents. Everything that Christ did, he hates. And he wants to counterfeit it. Like Klaus Schwab said, you will own nothing and you will be happier. Someone said yes, that, right?
1: That's yes, yes, right.
0: And, and that's the thing. It's it's it is a a um how should I say this? It is a very calculated brainwashing of the West. And the reason why it's happening, and I'll I'll turn this over to you and then we'll we'll end with this. The reason why it's happening, again, I always bring it back to the church, is because the church has not been doing its job and has not been preparing the saints, and we've been producing these watered down, supposed believers that have a semblance of Christianity, and so they're suckers for what these people are promoting. And so they fall hook, line, and sinker, supposed Christians, and the church has been totally taken over and duped by the world because of what we see happening within the church. It's this watered-down message. It's this (coughs) purpose-driven message. You could live your best life yet message. It is the seeker-sensitive message. And boy, uh, the church just fell for that one. What do you think of that? And then we'll close with
1: that. The West's collapse can be blamed on the Church, yeah, uh, and, and not the remnant. The remnant's always done their job. The remnant's always faithful to the Word of God, so I want to make sure I parse that out. sure but the, but let's just, let me use the word christendom. I think that's a better sure. term. Christendom, which was the foundation of the West, has slit its own throat and and, and, and by not fighting the culture war, by not standing for the truth. And acquiescing to it, being naive to evil, being seeker friendly, and all that other junk, um, we have allowed the enemy to take the territory from us. So, the the Christendom has lost the West, the yeah. Church, the remnant Church. Philadelphia is always still still here, but we're not big enough to stop this. That's right. It's always a smaller element, you know the, the so to call so to speak, the seven thousand that haven't bowed a knee to Baal, yep. as Elijah was told. But 7,000, so to speak, are not enough to turn a country over. Um, and, and, and that's what's happened, that most of Christendom is, looks like the world, acts like the world, accepts the world's values. And so once the church accepts the world's values, then who's left to fight? It's, it's right. over. They yep. have infiltrated and taken over. You go to just an average seeker-friendly church that's hyper-grace. There's nothing coming out of that pulpit as far as how you should live. Hey, don't do this, do this. There's no restrictions on living. And so this is why people in the church are, you know, 54% of Christian, Christendom supports gay marriage. Yeah. But yeah. this is why most churches won't talk about Israel and will not say a word about what happened with Hamas attacking them. It's totally silent. Yeah. Um. And they don't have an opinion. They want to be neutral or whatever. And whatever issue it is, this is why most churches won't talk about abortion or gay marriage or whatever it is. And and if you're not going to do it and you going to push back, you lose the culture and we lost. That's, that's it. Right. We lost. Yeah. The church lost.
0: Yeah. And that's where we're at. Unfortunately, we are at a point right now, and the Lord predicted this. Right. We. The mm-hmm. Lord predicted. Uh, you could go back and read the 19 characteristics of the last days man having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof and there's 19 yeah. characteristics and we are seeing those things happen. Unfortunately, uh we don't have any more time to continue. I know you've got things you got to do, but before we leave, I would love for you to do the best thing and that is why we've been put here. You, me, and and, and every believer, we have been put here to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with a world that so desperately needs it and is going downhill so quick. So I would love for you, if you don't mind, Pastor Brandon, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with a lot of people that have lost hope, and especially the young people. My heart goes out to the young, and uh, they've lost hope, and I want you to infuse hope into them via Jesus Christ. would love for you to do Sure.
1: That. So here's, here's the dilemma that we all have. We're sinners. The Bible declares us to be sinners, and that means we have a problem. It separates us from God. It will separate us from God, not only here, but all, for all eternity in a place called hell. He, because God is holy and just, he must punish sin. And therefore, he has created hell for the devil and angels. But the only place he can put people that have sinned against him uh, and isolate them is in this place as well. But he doesn't want us to go there. And here's the good news. The good news is he sent his son, Jesus, the Messiah, 2,000 years ago, who is the God man. And the God-man lived the perfect life that you and I couldn't live. And then he went to a cross and died for our sins on that cross. He paid the payment that we owed God. and We could never pay God back for sinning against him. Then he died and was and buried, and then he rose on the third day. And here's the thing. Because of, of who he is and the work Jesus did on the cross, he offers us eternal life. That if you would simply believe in him, and that he paid for your sins on a cross. If he is the God-man come to give you salvation and you take it as a free gift, he will give you eternal life. It's that simple.
2: Amen.
1: Um, and so you can't earn your, your salvation, can't work for it. it. It's not about your you being better and your good works outwearing your bad. It's simply receiving the gift of salvation from Christ and placing your faith in him. And if you will do that today, he will save you and your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. So I pray Amen. that you guys do that today on your own to say, Lord Jesus, please save me. I know that I'm a sinner. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. Please save me today in Jesus' name. That's all you have to do.
0: Amen. Amen. Listen, Pastor Brandon, uh, before we go out, how about you close us in prayer and then we will be out of here? How about we do that? Okay, my friend.
1: All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for uh, working in our lives. And we see the great task we have in front of us, the great responsibility. We see that the the responsibility is falling on the remnant, that we have to get the truth out. We have to get the message out. We have to get the gospel out. And I pray you would put strength in each one of us today to be able to do the mission that you called us to do, uh, to to use the time, talent, and treasure, to use all the gifting that you gave us to finish well before it's too late. And so help us to get as many people on the rescue boat as possible. Help us to disciple as many people as possible and help us to grow as much as it is possible. Yeah. We pray now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen,
0: family. We talked about a whole lot. Pastor Brandon, thanks so much for coming on. Bet, uh, as always, uh, we want to encourage you to get another Word of God, get the Word of God into you. And remember to keep looking up because our redemption draws very, very near uh, until the next time, we'll be seeing ya.